Well, good morning, everyone. It is Monday, a good day to be alive in Christ, <laughs> and a good time to understand our direction and our true north bearings. Well, little mix up here in the compasses and computers I, <laughs> I was writing about today. But the point I want to bring out here today is this. Let's not be distracted by the <clears throat> things that go on around about us. Let's keep our eyes on the goal. Sin, the simple and most direct um, description of sin is anything that takes you off of your target. Well, I didn't need to have that. When I was a kid, they gave me a list. <laughs> and it was in black and white print. You know, here, kid, you do that, you're going to hell. Well, a little oversimplification, but not much. Because those were sins. Those things that we did, the places we went, the people we hung out with, all those things were sins. Yet anything that distracts us from our target from our destiny, from our goal, and in reality, from loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and our neighbor as ourself. Those two things are the commandments Jesus gave us. Oh, <laughs> for you new ones that I say, I'm George Watkins. Welcome to our Monday broadcast today. Thank you for coming by. If you're new to our broadcast, uh, hang around. God brought you here for a reason. There's a good, encouraging word for you. And this day, especially on this Monday, you need to hear a good word because there's a lot of bad words floating around out there, like doom and gloom and poverty and, you know, no eggs at the dollar store anymore. How, <laughs> how awful is that? They're going to cancel all the eggs in the dollar store because it is too expensive. How can we get by without that? Oh, my. Well, we're laughing and having a little, you know, lighthearted thought here, but there's a lot of bad stuff happening. What am I going to do about it? What should we do about it? As bearers of the light, yesterday, Sunday, our Sunday broadcast, we heard that we are light bearers, flame bearers. We carry light in us, the light of God, the flame of God. So what are we going to do about it? Well, I tell you what, personally, I am going to stay adjusted to true north. Now, what I mean by that is if the, uh, if the compass on the old sailing ship or any type of ship, modern or old, if the compass gets whacked or you put a magnet beside it, you know, if you want to sneak in there and sneak up a magnet, the ship's going to go off course and hit the rocks. Well, that's what the enemy does. He comes along and adjusts our target somehow. I gave an illustration in the notes below of the jet fighters, all that technology. And yet there's an old technology they use when the rockets come or the missiles come. They, they release batches of tinfoil and it throws that rocket sensory thing off and it zigs around and blows up somewhere else. Think about it. 
tinfoil. You can buy a box of it for, you know, five bucks. Enough to change the course of a mighty, mighty rocket coming at you. Could it be that in the gospel, in the Christ life, in the walk we have, there are there's something that will distract and turn away the rockets? I think it, I think there are. I mean, <laughs> I don't think there are. I know there are. And of course, the Holy Spirit has those type of tools. For instance, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Okay, there's a protection. Here's another one. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. There's another one. Now, Paul goes into some descriptions of lifestyle, lifestyle, Christian lifestyle. And it had to do with staying away from here and not fornicating over here and not stealing and not lying and not cheating, all those things are distractions to keep us off of our calling God and call in life is to love the Lord our God and to follow his commands and commandments. Now, here we are in this golden age of terror and fear. <laughs> I'm not laughing that we're there. I'm just laughing that I know we're going to come through it because God promised us some things. He promised us an expanding kingdom that would have no end. Now, don't get hung up on some misguided prophetic, you know, revelation about it being someday in the future. Now, let me ask you a question, okay? You, your car breaks down and the mechanic shows up and he gives you instruction on how to fix your car in 2000 years or in some cases, 20 years, that'd be a long time. Yeah, if you'll do this, your car will be fixed in 20 years. Okay, here's the church. Here's the church in uh, John the Revelator's day. And they are, they think they're going to be wiped out. I mean, this is the end. Christ came, the cross came, the resurrection came. And we all, you know, we get beat up and killed and buried and it's done. The revelation of Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation, was a current day encouragement for that day. Think about it. Now, I know we've spent a lot of time in this modern church. I say modern. I've been in it for uh, <laughs> all my life. <clears throat> Talking about us. We are the center of God's attention. And everything in the book of Revelation is going to happen now. And so every time the uh, newspaper throws a you know, a problem, a bombing, a burning, a, you know, a death or, you know, a dictator. We're quick to say this is our hour. Take a snapshot of 1900 when the turn of the century from 18 to 19. They had purchased all the sheets they could buy because they wanted to be ready to be in white when Jesus came. Well, that happened over and over through some of the generations because they were the center of the universe. They could not imagine that the world could ever exist past this terrible moment. I remember laying on the anoleum, linoleum, not anoleum, I know how to pronounce it, linoleum floor. No, and that was 1940-somethings. I'm, I'm just a young kid, but I remember the conversation going on in the front room. They were listening to the radio of the war 
and all the, you know, the damage going on. And my parents and another couple of adults were despairing of the future. It was over. Now, I'm a kid. I'm thinking, wow, that's terrible. What's happening? I couldn't comprehend it all, but I was sure picking up the fear because they could not conceive that there would be life after the Second World War. Well, there has been. Most of you I'm talking to were born after that time, and you've developed your life, and you've raised your family, or you're in the midst of it. There is life in Christ on until he says it's enough. And as I said yesterday, nobody knows the hour except the Father. So when you pick up the next book that is predicting when Jesus has come, I would look at it with a little critical eye because nobody knows, not even Jesus. (laughs) And so all the uh, second coming detectives give their opinions. Well, makes good. uh, (laughs) It makes exciting reading in the dark, I guess. Now, Read with me just a moment in uh, Psalms 84. I want to I encourage you in the Lord before I let you go to your day. I want to encourage you in the Lord, and I want to set your compass back to true north. You get, a, you get knocked off by a fear. You get knocked off by a threat. You get knocked off by poverty or sickness or the, or the news is just bombarding you with the end of the world scenarios. There's going to, you know, not only we're losing our eggs, you know, chicken eggs, we're losing our money. China's doing this and Russia's doing that. And Ukraine's having a war. Oh, my Lord. How can we survive? Well, let's go over and go to Psalms 84. I'll pick it up in the Amplified about the eighth verse. Oh, Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. Behold our shield, the king as your agent, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. (laughs) Well, we're talking about Christ there, I'm sure. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I had rather be a doorkeeper and stand at the threshold of the house of God than to dwell at ease in the tents of the wicked. Now, take a picture of this. We're not in the house of God in this verse. We're standing at the door and just standing at the door and smelling the kitchen and the, you know, the baking and the oven is better than living the high life in the king's palace. That's how wonderful this kingdom is. That's how wonderful Christianity, born again, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost is. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And the world is still, you know, throwing things at us that we're only successful if we have a big bank account, if we're the popular one in school, if everybody likes us and, you know, on on the job. All right, let's move on. Verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord God is sun and your protector. Another translation says he protects us. So I want you to take out your protector and put him in front of you. The Lord God 
is, your, is the light unto your pathway. That's the sun. And we don't walk in darkness. We're not in the night. He says, the light unto your pathway, and he's your shield and your defense. Get your compass adjusted to true north again. Begin to see that God is your salvation, and he will rescue you from trouble. <laughs> oh, Monday's a good day to remember this, folks. We're heading into the week. Don't head into this week with, a, you know, pain in your thinking and doubt in your thinking and fear in your thinking. Enter into this week knowing that he's adjusting our compass. He's adjusting our faith. He's adjusting our sight. We're readjusting things. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't it great to be alive in Christ? Think about it. Oh, my goodness. No wonder we preach a glorious gospel because we have found the center of life and the peace that passeth all of other understanding. No one can understand it until they step into this place called rest in the Lord through Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> I've preached myself happy this morning. Let's go on. For the Lord is a sunny shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor and glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. Come on. Can you handle that? <laughs> can, you, can you handle the glory, the bliss, the honor, the pleasure? That's what God adds to us. He gives us joy in the midst of trouble. One of my favorite verses in the Old Testament, I've preached it dozens of times, or at least referred to it. Isaac sowed in the day of famine, and he reaped back a hundredfold return. You and I are in the day of famine, according to the world, and they're predicting, I mean, the lakes are drying up and the rivers are drying up. We're not going to have water or we're not going to have food and air is dirty. <laughs> That's what they say. But you and I, as the Isaacs of Christ, you know, in Christ, we're going to sow in the day of famine. That means you do what God points you to do. You put seed in the ground. You believe for a harvest. You know that it's God. God's the God of harvest, and he will bring out of that dry ground, he'll bring results. Amen. So don't hide in your cave. Don't hide in your cave. I was telling somebody just recently that my father and I, I was involved in some of the buildings. We built houses in Oregon City in the, uh, in the 60s, and he stopped building houses because he could not imagine that someone would pay more than $125,000 for a house. So he just kind of gave up on it. Now, he came out of, you know, he was born in, <laughs> way back there. He was an old guy. <laughs> a lot younger than I am now. And he couldn't, his brain just wouldn't come to the fact that someday we'd be paying 600000 for the same house. Well, you plant that seed in the day of famine. You build that house when God gives you direction. You invest where God tells you to invest. You do your job. God will bring the harvest. That's true north. That's we keep our eyes on Jesus. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Oh, I got to read this for you again. Look, look at this. This I'm still I'm still in the amplified. 
honor, splendor, heavenly bliss. And he says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now, you know who walks uprightly? You and me. Why? Because we're in Christ. You say, well, I made a mistake. I'm not perfect. Someone said, I miss it. Come on. Stay focused in Christ. Keep your eyes on Jesus and you won't sink beneath the waves. Come on. It's a daily walk. Every day is a daily walk. Verse 12. O Lord of hosts, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man or woman who trusts in you, leading and believe, leaning and believing on you, committing all and confidently looking to you, and that without fear or misgivings. Okay, that's all you can take today. <laughs> that's a good load for us to work on for this day. Be encouraged. Spend time in the presence of the Lord. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. If you've missed it, repent. He said he would faithfully forgive. Bring you back to true north. That's righteousness. Hallelujah. All right. Don't forget, subscribe if you haven't. Like me on Facebook. And if God's nudging you to send us a financial support blessing, do it through PayPal or the address below, and we will put it to work. Amen. Love you guys. We'll see you in the morning. Don't forget, keep your compass adjusted, and he will take you to your target.